Sri Parikit said, O affectionate mother, Narada offered obeisances to his spiritual master and was about to depart for Kailas Hill when Brahma glanced at his son and said, Submissive to the loving service of Kuvera, Shiva resides in Kuvera's place on Mount Kailas in the material universe. Assuming the role of the protector of the northern direction, Shiva resides there, surrounded by his associates and keeping very little material wealth. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, becomes conquered by the loving service of devotees like myself, and for this reason he resides on my planet, on Svargaloka, and in many other places as well, and enjoys suitable pastimes there. In the same way, Shiva resides in Kailas because of the devotion of Kuvera. I quote the Vayu Purana concerning his abode. The planet of Shiva is beyond the sevenfold coverings of this material world. It is eternal, transcendental, and full of bliss. Only the greatest servants of Shiva may enter it. In that place, Shiva is decorated with splendid, transcendental garments and ornaments. There, he is the master of great powers and opulences. And there, he is surrounded by many associates, as splendid and glorious as he. In that place, even though the two of them are not different, Shiva worships the supremely powerful and opulent Lord Sankarshan as his chosen deity. Is this not very wonderful? Because you are a pure devotee of Shiva, you have the power to go there. Go, take shelter of Shiva, and see how he is the object of Lord Krishna's mercy. Maharaj Perkit said, O Mother, instructed in this way, and chanting the holy names of Shiva and Krishna, Narada eagerly went to Shiva Loka. Chapter 3 Papanchatita Beyond the Material World
seeing Lord Shiva wrapped in love for Lord Krishna, singing and dancing as he worshipped Lord Sankarshan, and who was always praising his followers headed by Nandishwara as they were singing, playing musical instruments, and joyfully calling out, Jai, Jai, and who was also praising goddess Uma as she expertly played the kartals. The sage Narada became happy, sounded his veena, and bowed down to offer respect. Again and again, Narada said, You are the great object of Lord Krishna's mercy. Repeating his father's words, Narada glorified Shiva in a melodious voice. Eager to touch the dust of Mahadev's lotus feet, the sage dear to Krishna approached him. But the demigod, intoxicated by the flooding nectar of love for Sri Krishna, pulled the sage to him, embraced him, and respectfully said, O son of Brahma, what are you saying? After some time, Shiva, who is the lord of Parvati's life, stopped his ecstatic dancing and retired to a quiet place with a few intimate associates, where he sat in the Virasana yoga posture on a kusagrass mat. With great devotion, Narada bowed down to offer respect to him and recited many prayers, describing his glory as the master of the universe. Then he sang of Lord Krishna's great mercy to Shiva. Covering his ears, Shiva, the best of all Vaishnavas, the preacher of devotion to Lord Vishnu, angrily said, I have never been the master of the universe, and I am not the object of Lord Krishna's mercy. I always yearn for the mercy of the servants of the servants of Lord Krishna. Marj Perkett said, Bewildered, Narada stopped his glorification of Shiva's identity with Krishna. Thinking himself an offender, he slowly said, Lord, in truth, you both understand and preach the great mystery of the glories of Lord Vishnu and his devotees. For this reason, the best of Vaishnavas desire your mercy, and Lord Krishna himself is pleased with you and wholeheartedly chants your glories. How many times did Lord Krishna, assuming many different forms, worship you with devotion? How many benedictions did he take from you? Maharaj Prickett continued, Unable to remain peaceful while hearing these words, the embarrassed Shiva suddenly rose from his seat and with both hands covered Narada Muni's mouth. Don't speak this reckless nonsense about me, he said. Struck with wonder, Shiva loudly declared, O sage, you should consider the inconceivable power and opulence of the Supreme Lord's transcendental pastimes. Ah, my Lord is a wonderful deep ocean of transcendental glory. Even though I have many times offended him, he does not become averse to me. Sri Parikat said, Filled with wonder, Narada touched Shiva's feet, made him sit down, and continued his glorification of Shiva, who is always plunged in the nectar of devotion to Lord Krishna. Sri Narada said, You are very dear to the infallible Supreme Personality of Godhead. You have never offended him, 
In the eyes of common people, you may seem to have sometimes offended him, but he does not see any offense in you. When a demon named Bana, who was your devotee, who was very proud of his many arms, who brought many troubles to saintly devotees, captured and bound Aniruddha with his mystic power, fought with Lord Krishna, the holder of the chakra, and was almost dead. He was saved by you, who prayed that his life be spared. Lord Krishna at once stopped killing him, became pleased with him, gave him a form like his own, and made him your personal associate, a state even demigods cannot attain. When Gargya and other enemies of the Vaishnavas worshipped you with severe austerities, you granted them a clever benediction that proved to be no benediction at all. Even though Chitraketu and many others had offended you, because they took shelter of Lord Krishna, you were not angry with them. You desire only the satisfaction of Lord Krishna. You eloquently pray only to remain a pure devotee of Lord Krishna. For this reason, the Supreme Personality of Godhead gave to you and Goddess Durga the power to grant liberation prayed for by Brahma and other demigods. Living as an ascetic, you have a low opinion of all the happiness found in your power and opulence, which is greater than that of Brahma and all the demigods. Who else, filled with ecstatic love for Lord Vishnu and clothed only in the ten directions, would dance as a madman with his wife and friends. Today I have seen the wonderful glory of your intense desire to attain pure devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This desire has made you eternally very dear to Lord Krishna. What more can I say? You are very dear to Lord Krishna, and by your mercy many others have also become dear to him. By Parvati's mercy also, Many have become dear to Lord Krishna. She knows perfectly well the truth about you both, Shiva and Krishna. Lord Krishna loves her as if she were his own sister. For this reason, even though you are very renounced and advanced in spiritual life, you have great respect for her. You please her by always chanting the wonderful glories of the Supreme Lord's holy name and pastimes. In this way, you attain the happiness of associating with a pure devotee of Lord Vishnu. Sri Parikit said, O Mother, then Shiva, the best of Vaishnavas, his head bowed with embarrassment, said, Alas, O completely prideless Narada, who am I, the root of all pride, in comparison to your master, Lord Krishna? I think that I am the master of the world, the supreme teacher, an omniscient philosopher, liberated, the giver of liberation, a pure devotee of Lord Vishnu, and giver of pure devotion to others. In this way, I am filled with pride. When the terrible time for devouring the entire world comes, I am ashamed of my duty to destroy everything in the darkness of ignorance. Narda, if I had received even a small particle of Lord Krishna's mercy, would I have been willing to fight with him over a parijata flower, over Usha's kidnapping, 
and over so many other things? Would he actually worship his own servant? Would the Lord have ordered me, with a philosophy of your own invention, make everyone averse to me? You happily glorify my wife and me as givers of liberation, but the very terrible liberation we give brings pain to the devotee's ears. Oh, best of Lord Krishna's associates, don't think I am the object of his mercy. Know that the residents of Bhai Kuntha are the actual objects of his mercy. Renouncing everything material as if it were only a clump of grass, with great devotion they worship their beloved Lord Krishna. If all material benefits and yogic perfections come before them, they do not look at them even from the corner of their eye. They who are free of all pride may go to that realm of Vaikuntha, which is beyond the three modes of material nature, free of all fear, eternal and full of transcendental knowledge and bliss. Their forms already eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. The devotees there do not worship Lord Krishna to attain eternity, knowledge, bliss, or opulence equal to his. Happy and satisfied with devotional service to the Lord, protecting the devotees and preaching devotional service, they travel as they wish, in the forms of birds, trees, and other creatures they eternally serve the Supreme Lord in many ways in the realm of Vaikuntha. They seem to mock souls merged in impersonal liberation. They gaze at the delightful Supreme Lord Hari, whose lotus feet are massaged by the goddess of fortune. They enjoy blissful pastimes in his company. The great glory of Lord Krishna's mercy is eternally granted to the residents of Vaikuntha Loka. Where else may that mercy be placed? In Vaikuntha, there is only a wonderful, blissful, eternal flowing stream of pure love for the Lord, and Sankirtan, and a host of devotional activities. In that place, there is nothing other than this, the glory of the opulent residents of Vaikuntha, who are all the objects of Lord Krishna's mercy, is much greater than any glory I may possess. How will it be possible for me to describe their glory? People like myself should also bow down to offer respect to they who, although they live on the earthly planets, and although they possess material bodies made of the five elements, are expert at always tasting the nectar mellows of pure devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They have placed themselves at the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, Hoping to attain pure love for the Lord, they have renounced wealth, followers, and the whole sphere of material life. They do not care for material activities or material goals, either in this life or the next. They have crossed to the farther ocean of Varnashram duties based on circumstances of birth. Because of the power of their pure devotional service to Lord Hari, they are free from the three debts. They have crossed beyond the path of the Vedas, and they are eternally free from all fear. They do not desire anything in this world. They only yearn for the nectar of pure devotional service. They see heaven, hell, and liberation. 
to be the same. In truth, to me, they are as dear as the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. I pray that I may always have their company. Narada, I think that wherever devotees like this live is already like Quanta Loka. Of this I have no doubt. Because they drink the nectar of pure devotional service to Lord Krishna, and because they thus forget everything of the material body and the host of things in relation to it, they have forms of eternity, knowledge, and bliss, even while remaining in bodies made of material elements. They patiently wait for the time when they will enter Vaikuntha to enjoy transcendental pastimes with the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. The devotees I have described are all my superiors. They are very dear to Lord Krishna. They are the special object of His mercy. Sri Parvati smiled and said, Of all these devotees, Lakshmi Devi is the most dear to Lord Hari. She is the queen of Vaikuntha and its residence. By her mercy one may attain perfect knowledge, renunciation, and devotional service. Even though many sages like yourself worship her with great reverence, she ignores you all and chooses her beloved Lord Narayan instead. Even though Narayan is indifferent to her, she worships him and performs severe austerities to please him. She eternally resides on his handsome chest. A faithful wife, she follows her husband in all his incarnations. Sri Parikat said, his heart trembling with happiness, Narada Muni called out, O husband of Lakshmi, glory to you! O master of Vaikuntha, O Lord Hari, glory to you! O realm of Vaikuntha, glory to you! O residence of Vaikuntha, glories to you! O Lakshmi, beloved of Lord Krishna, queen of Vaikuntha, all glories to you! Narada then rose to go to Vaikuntha and meet Lakshmi. Understanding his plan, Shiva took his hand, stopped him, and said, O sage, whose memory is defeated by the wish to meet Lord Krishna's beloved, do you not remember that the Lord now lives in Dwarka, on earth? Lord Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, and Rukmini is the goddess of fortune. Mahalakshmi, whose plenary portions are the consorts of Lord Vamana and other incarnations of the Lord. Rukmini, the original goddess of fortune, eternally serves the two lotus feet of Lord Krishna, the original personality of Godhead. O Brahman, sit down. I will whisper a great secret in your ear. Please listen with faith. Prahlad, whose fame as an advanced devotee is spread throughout the entire universe, is more dear to Lord Krishna than your father, than me, than Garuda, and all the other devotees, and even than the goddess of fortune herself. Have you forgotten the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? Do you not remember this verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam 9.4.64? O best of the Brahmins, without saintly persons, for whom I am the only destination, I do not desire to enjoy my transcendental bliss and my supreme opulences. 
Neither I, all the demigods, or even his own transcendental forms are as pleasing to him as his dear devotees. Who can properly glorify the devotees? The Supreme Personality of Godhead himself proclaims that the inconceivably fortunate Prahlad is the most fortunate of all the devotees. When Hiranyakasipu was ripped apart by the Lord, Lakshmi Devi and all of us were able to see directly the incomparable good fortune of Prahlad. Although Lord Vishnu wished to give him a host of benedictions, Prahlad never asked for liberation. He only wished for pure devotional service. I bow down to offer my respects to him. Bali Maharaj jumped over the rules of propriety, disobeyed the order of his spiritual master, and was unable to keep his own promise. Do you think Lord Vishnu became his doorkeeper as a reward for Bali's very insignificant gift? Did the Lord protect the demon Bana because of my prayers? The Lord became Bali's doorkeeper and protected Bana only to please his dear devotee, Prahlad. Shall I say more about this? After all, Lakshmi's friend, Parvati, is here. Shiva hints that Parvati may become offended if Prahlad is glorified at the expense of her friend Lakshmi. Quickly, go now to Sutalaloka. Speak many words of blessings to Prahlad. Embrace him and tell him that I also embrace him again and again. Prahlad, the best of the devotees, will not tolerate our bowing down before him. Also, if you wish to remain happy, do not make the mistake of praising him. <laughs> 